It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Well, Eric, we're down to our very last two of the greatest biographies. And it is a toss-up on these two. These I read these two books at least once a year, but sometimes multiple times a year. Uh, But we're talking about Train for the Lord by Corey Timboom. And she's already made it on our list with... uh, The Hiding Place, yeah. yeah. uh, The Hiding Place, but she didn't write The Hiding Place. It was ghost... Well, it wasn't ghost written. It was just written by uh, John and Elizabeth Sherrill, who also did some of our other uh, favorites. favorites, yeah. Yeah. And so this one is actually her book, and it's interesting that it ranked higher than The Hiding Place (laughs) by a, a long shot. Like, this is... This is, I, I said it about Evidence Not Seen last week, but this is a masterpiece. Of course, the one next week is a masterpiece, masterpiece. I think we described <laughs> starting last week, these are doozy doozies, which means a double yes. doozy. These are some of the greatest books ever written, but for reasons that maybe the world would not esteem. Right. This is something that depicts, because this isn't really a normal book. It's not just a story like the hiding places of oh and here we were in Holland and the you know the Nazi regime came in and then we chose to house Jews and then ended up in jail and then ultimately in a concentration camp and then God supernaturally delivered it's different than that it's like this is the result of that right and this is what came out of suffering what uh, uh, this woman was built for what happened in the hiding place the decisions she made before the hiding place led to the hiding place. But then how she walked through the hiding place leads to this book. And this is, I mean, her, her name, Tramp for the Lord, is basically her journeys around the world that are the doors that are going to open up because of what God did in her and through her in that concentration camp, which is quite a statement in and of itself. It shows the beauty out of ash, just the principle, the redemptive principle anyways. But these stories are heartwarming, they are profound, they are spiritually invigorating, and they show something which I think both of us probably land pretty close to center on You know what it is about this. This woman followed Jesus wherever she went, and she didn't have you know the, the time off over here where she's like, okay, I'm going to follow my own whims now. She just lived for Jesus, and it's profound. It is. <clears throat> for those who don't, who have never read this book, which, again, I think with all these books, you need to read them, uh, but this book picks up right where Hiding Place left off. She kind of gives a quick recap, and then it's from that point forward. Um, this, I, I think I've said this before so many times, but Corey Ten Boom is just one of my all-time favorite heroes. You call her a s- I, <laughs> I snuggle her a, buddyette? Uh, my that? snuggle buddyettes. So I have, a, I have a couple snuggle snuggle buddies, which are the guys which... I need a better term because that's even awkward. <laughs> but we don't have time for backstory. Uh, but but I had this woman in my life that was just like, she is so inspirational to me. And I love Corey Timboom so much. So I had to put her in my snuggle buddy list, but she's a woman. So I called her my snuggle buddy yet. Um, but I I love Corey. I actually have several pictures of her in my house. So I don't know why I don't have family pictures. But I have like my heroes of the faith in my house. Corey to me symbolizes something so precious that here is a woman who esteemed Jesus so much. And though she walked through her entire life as a single woman, she had such a rich, intimate love relationship with Jesus. And it is it is so profound to see in this story just the places that God would lead her and her faith to say, yes, Lord. 
Yeah. What would you say has been the impact of this book in your life? So there's there's two things that immediately come into my mind. You know, before she even starts writing, there's a foreword by I think it's a guy named a pastor named Jamie Buckingham uh, Buchanan. I don't, Buckingham. It's something like that, right? It's not obviously it's not the guy who wrote the book, but it's a foreword. And he talks about Jamie or Tor, Corey coming to the United States, and he was uh, hosting her, and she has a heart attack, and uh, so and the way she handles having a heart attack, and then the way she asks for prayer, someone who believes in healing to come in and just pray for her, and she'll be fine. She's in her what was it like high eighties or low nineties? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's she should hey Corey just. Take the day off. Take the day off. Just (laughs) settle down. And she's healed. She's fine. And then she goes out and speaks. It's like, what is this? And that's how the book starts. That's just the foreword. But the fact that she follows the Spirit. It's like it gave me a practical real-world picture of maybe what Paul the Apostle went through in heeding the Spirit and following the Spirit on his missionary journeys. And I think that's just such a rare thing to understand and comprehend because it's one thing to be told to, well, just follow the spirit of God. It's like, okay, how do you do that? And this is a picture of it and it's profound and it gets you thinking at a whole other level. It's like, God, am I pausing to ask you like she does? And I think that impact of a life lived in stride with the Spirit of God, in agreement with the Spirit of God, desiring to be where He wants you to be, desiring to speak what you're supposed to speak, and not just presuming. That's that's a huge thing for me, I mm. think, out of this book. <clears throat> so good. Uh, one of the things I just really appreciate about this book is her simplistic childlike faith. There are so many stories where, in, in my rational mind, I'd be like, well, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. And Corey just said, well, the Lord has called me there, so I'm going to go. And there's these moment after moment, these incredible stories where it's like the impossible literally becomes possible. These doors open up and you're like, that that's not supposed to work. Do you remember the the story in more detail than I do? It's like she felt like God told her she needed to go to such and such a place and then to such and such a place. And it was like an island uh, in the middle of yeah, South so she, Pacific she, or something. I don't remember. And I'm not going to have all the specifics. I need to probably reread that section because I, I talk about it all the time. And I'm like, it's like one of those stories where I know, but I, I don't have the details. Yeah. <clears throat> but she's at the counter asking for a flight. And the the lady types it in and she goes, well, I'm sorry that we have no flights to, there's no airport there. Yeah. And she's just like, well, the Lord has called me. And so she just goes and I think she comes back the next day or she prays. She comes back and she's like, yeah, I like a flight. And Lee's like, I told you, there's nothing. She goes, just look it up. And she looks up and she goes, I don't I don't know how to describe this. We now have an airport on this island that you need to get to. <laughs> and Corey goes, thank you. I'd like a ticket. You know, it's just like this amazing, where it's like, okay, even if God has to create an island and put an airport there because Corey needs to get there, he's going to do it. And I, yeah. and I love, I love just that faith that she has of just saying, no, my my father has asked me to go, so I'm going to trust him. Oh. And you just see this time after time after time of just her humility, but her dependence uh, on on the God of the universe to bring a message of truth to the world. And I, I just love, love that about Corey Tim Boom. So if we were going to talk about 
characteristics or traits that really stand out? Obviously, we're already doing that. It's sort right. of hard because that just rubs off throughout our entire discussion on this. Because I'd say the book itself yep. is her nature, her humor, her you know, her sweetness. Uh, but what is it for you? Uh, every everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know. How can you pick a favorite? Uh, I, I I would probably lean back on just that idea of. You see the hardship that she goes through, and it'd be so easy as an older person to become very embittered and frustrated and just one of those, you know, you meet a lot of these old people in the church as I travel who are just, you know, very grumpy, and you're like, do you even know Jesus? I know you've been a, you know, a Christian for 80 years, but, you know, you think that the joy of the Lord would sometimes come out of you. You see, like, everything that I esteem about Christianity, I actually see evidenced in Corey Tim Boom. You, you see the fruits of the Spirit, not that she does it perfectly, mm-hmm. But you you see love and genuine joy and faith and peace and patience just bubbling forth out of her life. And one of the things I just love about Corey is I can look at her as a woman of God and just say, whatever it is that she has, that's actually what I want God to build in my life. Mm-hmm. And and I just I love that that reality of she just has a very simple childlike faith. Mm-hmm. And I think I tend to make it far too complex mm-hmm. at times. And I I I probably just need to rest. And just be like, all right, Lord, like Corey, will you just give me a simple faith? And what you see in her simple faith is she moved mountains. Yeah. What about you? I think uh, the thing that stands out the most with her, which is hard, like you're saying, is uh, to say authenticity sounds sort of modern, cheesy, because uh, everyone, of course, is after the authentic, the, you know, the genuine. But she, she's honest in a way that is highly irregular mm-hmm. where everyone's like, Oh, Corey Ten Boom's so great. And she'll go, I'll tell you about how great Corey Ten Boom is. You want to know what I was thinking in my head last night? And <laughs> uh, she's just very honest about her struggles with unforgiveness. She's very, but she doesn't, that doesn't mean she didn't forgive. She's just honest with the process. She's honest with the fact that, you know, she was at this revival meeting. It's going on way too late. It's way too hot on stage. The lights are on her. The music's too loud. There's bugs flying in her hair. And she wants to go to bed. And the guy has an altar call. And she's like, oh, dear Lord, I hope no one comes forth. <laughs> and then she corrects herself midstream and goes, Lord, what has happened to me that I'm more concerned about being in bed than actually seeing souls saved? What has happened to me? And she brings you into that. And I think there's something profound about being brought into that dimension, not that she remains there, but that she's honest about that process, which all of us understand, but don't feel the safety to acknowledge. And it is dangerous to acknowledge if that's where you remain, because then it makes it look like that's Christianity. It's Christianity to be self-centered and to think about bed and not to think about souls, but it's Christianity to actually go through that dynamic and then be convicted by the Holy Spirit and to say, Lord... I choose something different. I'm willing to relinquish my bed, even though my natural man really wants it right now. Give me grace to pour out for these people that started flooding forward and giving their life to Christ. She's like, oh, Lord. And then the next morning at church, she was introduced in some foreign country, right? And this is one of the most godly women on earth. And and then she gets up and she's like, let me tell you about this godly woman, this godly woman and what she did last night and what she thought last night. We'll see if you want me to talk to you this morning. And 
uh, that, that's such an endearing quality and a beautiful one that I think invites us in to understand the inner workings of Christianity as opposed to just the outward gloss of it. And I really love that about this. Me too. <clears throat> well, we'd highly encourage you to read Corey Tim Boom's Triumph of the Lord. In fact, it's one of our required readings in our current program. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you love if you love this kind of stuff about Corey Tim Boom and you've never been through our five-week or our one-week program, uh, that's the kind of stuff that we're teaching. That's the kind of stuff that we so esteem that we don't want to just talk about the the aspects of Christianity. We don't want just the head knowledge. We actually want to see the reality of practical Christianity brought to back to the stage of this of this yeah. world. And so we would highly encourage you, if you love this kind of stuff, not just to read the book, but to even consider joining us this upcoming season for our one-week or our five-week programs, because I think it would actually give the practical tools of how to live this kind of a life well. Now, I've only I've actually never read the book portion. I've always gotten the audio book of this one that I'm, we usually go through it at least again. This is one of those once or twice a year books. Uh, but you had brought up when we did the oh, hiding right. place, you were talking about like the audio, the reader, Nadia. That's right. We were talking about Nadia May and how yeah. amazing she reads yeah. uh, Corey Tim Boom. And then I was looking for the audio book to put the link in the show notes, which I'll do for this too. And I was kind of horrified. I'm like, Oh no, Nadia May doesn't read this one. I can't find it. <laughs> And then a good friend of ours mentioned, uh, he did some research, and the Wanda, I forgot how you say her last name, but McCasin or something like that, is Nadia May. And so if, if you find the Nadia May version or the Wanda version, it is the same person. <laughs> uh, but they they her, her way of reading Corey's voice and yeah, uh, the books are, is spectacular. Yeah. Uh, and I love the book version. I love the paper. But uh, the audio books is actually very uh, whimsical yeah. and very beautiful and stirring as well. It so. is. It is. Well, that being said, we encourage you to read it and uh, blessings on your day. Thanks, Eric. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellersley.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.